Hey Josh, hoping today finds you well in Savannah. Sounds like a pretty decent Friday you've got ahead, with highs of 68 degrees and just some scattered clouds this morning. Though it looks like you might want to grab an umbrella for later, as there's light rain in the forecast for the evening. First up, a major cyber attack has hit Change Healthcare, a giant in the U.S. healthcare technology sector. This incident has caused significant network interruptions and forced the company to take immediate action by disconnecting its systems. I'm Steve Onsker. And I'm Jonathan Martin. Welcome to the Daily Brief from PocketPod News. Over in the Red Sea, U.S. Central Command reports that American aircraft and coalition warships intercepted six Houthi attack drones and two ballistic missiles. These developments highlight ongoing tensions and threats to both military assets and crucial aid deliveries in the region. And on an international stage, China's AVIC turned heads with its Z-10 attack helicopter at the Singapore Air Show. Its appearance outside China for the first time signifies Beijing's push into markets traditionally dominated by Western defense technology. With stories ranging from cyber attacks on healthcare infrastructure to military engagements and China's expanding defense exports, today's briefing covers pivotal developments impacting both national security and global trade dynamics. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. Early one Wednesday morning on the U.S. East Coast, Change Healthcare, a key player in America's healthcare technology sector, fell victim to a cyber attack. This wasn't just any disruption. It forced the company to disconnect its systems, impacting everything from local pharmacies to major healthcare providers. They were left scrambling as they couldn't process prescriptions through insurance. To dig deeper into what this means for our healthcare infrastructure and potentially for everyone's health data security, we're joined by PocketPod news technology analyst Paige Owens. Paige, Change Healthcare handles an immense volume of transactions and patient records annually. How significant is this breach? Jonathan, this breach is extremely significant. Change Healthcare, as you mentioned, is a giant in the healthcare technology sector, processing 15 billion healthcare transactions each year and touching one in three U.S. patient records. The cyber attack that began early on Wednesday morning disrupted this vast network, directly impacting the ability of pharmacies and healthcare providers to process prescriptions through insurance. It's not just a huge inconvenience, but a serious threat to patient care and data security. Can you elaborate on how this attack underscores vulnerabilities in our healthcare technology infrastructure? Absolutely. This incident highlights a critical concern. Major healthcare technology infrastructures like Change Healthcare are vulnerable to cyber attacks. Given its pivotal role in handling patient payments and healthcare transactions across the United States, any disruption to its services can have widespread consequences. The fact that the company had to disconnect its systems to protect partners and patients points to the severity of these vulnerabilities. And what about the immediate impact on local pharmacies and healthcare providers? How are they coping? Reports from entities such as Shearer Health in Michigan provide a glimpse into the chaos. These organizations faced outages in processing prescriptions through insurance, a direct result of the cyber attack on Change Healthcare. The Huron Daily Tribune underscored the nationwide scope of this impact, illustrating just how crucial Change Healthcare services are for prescription processing across North America. That sounds quite disruptive indeed. Moving on, Paige, could you tell us more about Change Healthcare's role within the U.S. healthcare system? 
Of course, Jonathan, change healthcare is integral to the U.S. healthcare system. It's not an overstatement to say it's one of its backbones. Handling 15 billion transactions annually means it plays a crucial part in clinical connectivity solutions and patient payments across the country. With one in three patient records in the U.S. being touched by their solutions, their role cannot be overstated. And what can you tell us about their ownership and recent merger details? Last year, United Health Group completed a merger with Optum and Change Healthcare in a deal valued at $7.8 billion. This merger granted Optum broad access to patient records and highlighted significant consolidation within the healthcare technology sector. Both Optum and Change Healthcare now fall under United Health Group's ownership. In light of this breach, how has United Health Group responded? The response has been measured. Spokespeople from Optum declined comments beyond what was published on their incident tracker. However, United Health attributed the attack to likely government-backed hackers, though they did not specify any nation-state. This cautious approach reflects both sensitivity around cybersecurity incidents and complexities involving potential state-sponsored cyber activities. Before we wrap up, Paige, any final thoughts on what this might mean for cybersecurity measures within health technology sectors going forward? Jonathan, this breach serves as a wake-up call for enhanced cybersecurity measures within health technology sectors. It illustrates not only vulnerabilities within critical infrastructures, but also raises concerns over potential state-sponsored cyber threats targeting essential services like healthcare infrastructure. That was PocketPod News technology analyst Paige Owens. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. Tensions in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden are on the rise. Indeed, a series of aggressive actions by Houthi forces targeting U.S. and coalition assets along with commercial vessels using drones and ballistic missiles are causing international concern. From intercepting attack drones to countering ballistic missile attacks, these incidents not only threaten maritime security but also complicate humanitarian efforts in war-torn Yemen. And amidst this volatile situation, ships brave enough to deliver aid continue their missions, trying to alleviate one of the world's largest humanitarian crises. To help us unpack these developments and their implications for regional stability and humanitarian efforts, we're joined by PocketPod News World Affairs correspondent Rose Fletcher. Rose, how are these recent attacks shaping the ongoing conflict in Yemen? Well, Jonathan, these recent aggressive actions by Houthi forces in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden are significantly influencing the dynamics of the ongoing conflict in Yemen. Starting with the drone attacks on US and coalition warships, it's clear that the Houthis are intensifying their military operations. American aircraft and a coalition warship intercepted six Houthi attack drones early one Thursday morning, around 4.30 local time. This incident not only highlights the Houthis' increasing reliance on unmanned aerial vehicles, or UAVs, but also underscores a growing threat to maritime security in these critical waterways. That sounds quite concerning, Rose. Could you tell us more about the implications of using such advanced technology like UAVs in this conflict? Absolutely, Jonathan. The use of drones represents a significant shift in modern warfare tactics. It allows for precision strikes and surveillance without risking human lives directly involved in launching these attacks. For the Houthis, deploying UAVs against heavily guarded assets like warships indicates not just an advancement in their capabilities, but also a bold strategy to challenge international naval forces and disrupt maritime security. And what about the anti-ship ballistic missile attacks? That seems like another escalation. 
Indeed it is, Jonathan. Following those drone attacks, we saw another significant escalation with two anti-ship ballistic missiles launched from southern Yemen into the Gulf of Aden. These missiles targeted MV Islander, causing minor injuries and damage. This kind of attack between 8.30am and 9.45am, following closely on the heels of the drone assaults, showcases not just an enhanced military capability, but also an intention to threaten civilian maritime activities directly. How does this fit into the broader context of previous incidents involving Houthi forces? Well, these aren't isolated events. Rather, they're part of a continuous pattern of aggression by Houthi forces against both military and civilian targets. Earlier in that same week, for example, Houthi forces downed a US MQ-9 Reaper drone off Yemen's coast, marking this as the second incident since November 2023, and attacked a Greek-flagged ship delivering grain to Yemen. These attacks underscore a persistent threat that extends beyond military confrontations to impacting vital humanitarian supplies. Speaking of humanitarian efforts, how are these being affected amid such conflict? Despite these hostile actions threatening sea routes, humanitarian endeavours persevere. Take MVC Champion. It has delivered aid to Yemen 11 times over five years amid these challenging conditions. Central Command's emphasis on countering Houthi activities underscores an international commitment not just to maintain maritime security, but also to ensure that humanitarian aid reaches those nearly 80% of Yemen's population who need assistance. It's heartening to hear about efforts to continue aid deliveries under such conditions. What do you think lies ahead for Yemen, considering these developments? Jonathan, while predicting outcomes in such volatile situations is always challenging, it's clear that both regional stability and humanitarian efforts will remain at risk if such aggressive actions continue unchecked. The international community's response will be crucial in shaping future events, balancing between countering threats and ensuring humanitarian support reaches those in dire need within Yemen. It's certainly a complex situation requiring nuanced solutions. Thank you for shedding light on these developments with us today. My pleasure, Jonathan. It's important we continue discussing and understanding these global dynamics. The Singapore Air Show recently became the stage for China's latest move in the global defense market. That's right. AVIX Z-10 attack helicopter was showcased outside of China for the first time, marking a significant step for Beijing's defense ambitions on the international stage. With Russian defense companies absent this year, the spotlight was on the Z-10, its capabilities and its appeal to countries that might have limited access to U.S. military tech. And while it may not directly compete with Western designs like Boeing's AH-64 Apache, there's certainly interest. But challenges such as after-sales support could pose hurdles. To dive deeper into what this means for international military markets and potential customers, we're joined by PocketPod News international political correspondent Sarah Rogers. Sarah, what can you tell us about the Z-10's debut and its significance? Well, Jonathan, the AVIX Z-10's international debut at the Singapore Air Show is a significant milestone for China's defense industry. For the first time, they've showcased this attack helicopter outside of China, and it's clear they're aiming to make a statement. The Z-10's presence in Singapore isn't just about showing off its capabilities. It's about signaling China's readiness to engage more competitively in the global defense market. Interesting. So what are some of the features of the Z-10 that might appeal to international buyers? 
The Z-10 is touted for its advanced avionics and firepower designed to compete with Western models in certain aspects. Although specific performance details are often kept under wraps, Chinese state media have praised its capabilities, including advanced targeting systems and armor. While it was displayed near a Boeing AH-64 Apache at the air show, highlighting its position as an alternative rather than a direct competitor, it suggests that China is positioning the Z-10 as a viable option for countries that might not have access or the ability to purchase U.S.-made military technology. Speaking of market appeal, could you elaborate on who might be interested in the Z-10? Certainly. The primary appeal seems to be towards countries that face restrictions or barriers when trying to procure U.S. defense technology, with geopolitical tensions shaping defense procurement strategies worldwide Nations like Myanmar and others in Southeast Asia already using Chinese-made equipment could see the Z-10 as an attractive addition to their military arsenal. Additionally, with Airbus forecasting significant growth in military helicopter demand across Asia-Pacific over the next decade, there's a substantial market opportunity for China's AVIC. What are some of the challenges AVIC might face with selling the Z-10 internationally? One major challenge lies in operational support. After-sales logistics and maintenance support have been areas where Beijing lacks experience compared to Western counterparts. Douglas Berry from the International Institute of Strategic Studies pointed out that while there's interest in Chinese models like the Z-10, operational support could deter potential customers it's critical for new customers that their equipment remains functional and up-to-date with technical support readily available. How does it stack up against Western designs? Is it really capable of competing with helicopters like Boeing's AH-64 Apache? Experts believe that while it showcases near models like Boeing's AH-64 Apache, directly competing with such established designs remains unlikely at this stage. However, its presence at an event devoid of Russian competitors puts it in a unique position to carve out its niche among countries looking for alternatives due to geopolitical or economic reasons. Malcolm Davis from the Australian Strategic Policy Institute highlighted a gap in manned-unmanned teaming, MUM-T, capabilities, but acknowledged potential interest based on performance reports from Chinese sources. It sounds like despite challenges, there's a niche market for the Z-10 among nations looking towards alternatives to U.S.-made tech due to restrictions or geopolitical leanings. Exactly. And as these geopolitical dynamics continue to influence defense procurement decisions globally, we'll likely see countries maintaining friendly relations with Beijing emerging as prospective clients for China's growing military aviation sector. Well, Sarah Rogers, thank you for sharing your insights on this intriguing development in international military markets. My pleasure, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. And that's The Daily Brief for Friday, February 23rd, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.com app.